Hello, and welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. Gonna try to get this in before Audacity crashes for the 15th time. I am having some serious technical difficulties that I know you don't care about, but it's really annoying to me right now, so. Anyways, welcome back. I'm so sorry. How are you? Are you okay? You doing alright? I'm doing fine, thank you for asking. This is a, this is a check-in episode we're doing here, you know. Not only for me, but for you as well. Um, <laughs> I know that these ones aren't typically the most interesting or popular or, you know, whatever, accessible, I guess. But they're more for me, and I know that some people do enjoy knowing where I am, what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, all that sort of stuff, even if it's only, like, eight people. <laughs> so, I mean, and also, so I, I mentioned in the last episode in Gratitude how I just moved to Collingswood, and I'm in New Jersey for this new job, which I'll get to, but... You know, I, I just realize what I'm like in new environments, and when I'm in a new place like this and learning and doing all this, it's, it's like processing. I have to process everything. I become very, very introverted, and I I just take things in. So I, I guess my creative process is more about, you know, understanding what's going on around me and then kind of turning that into something. Um, and also, I don't know anybody around here, so I don't have anybody really to interview yet. Um, I have met some cool people, which I'll get into as well, but uh, for the most part, you know, not anybody. You know, to ask somebody to get to be on my podcast is just kind of a weird, hey, you want to you be on my, hey, it's like, hey, you got games on your phone? It's like, hey, you want to be on my, my podcast? It's cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I, there's so there's that, and then also, like I said, the creativity thing where I'm still creative in a way, but I'm just very internal about everything. I need to process it, and it's more of an ongoing creativity as opposed to a combined effort of creation, I guess, which is weird, but, I mean, you'll understand as I pump out more things. <laughs> but it's cool because, you know, that's pattern recognition. Before, if I were in a new environment, I'd get all quiet and everything, and I'd be like... What's wrong with me? Did I lose it? Did I forget how to talk? Like, is my social anxiety back? You know, I, you know, it's something like that. So I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten to this point where I can move to a new place like this and all these new people and, and be able to understand what's going on internally. What's interesting about this period for me is that I found out that I, when I'm in a period like this, like a transitional period, I'm pretty much open to just all different types of new content and movies and music, basically. Like, I mean, I, I have all these movies on this list that are, like, kind of downloaded on my computer that typically I'll go into and look at and be like, yeah, I don't want to watch something that I've never heard of before. Like, any, like I don't know if it's good. I like good movies. I want to watch good movies, typically. So I'll go for the ones that I know are typically, like, it has, like, a, an actor that I like, or it's gone up for an award, or, you know, whatever. Things, that, like I said, it's, I want to know that it's a good movie, typically. But while I've been out of here, I've looked, it happened before as well when I was in a similar transitional period. But I'm just open to just, like, well, I'll throw that on. Like, I watched, um, I watched Psycho for the first time, which, it, I mean, I knew it was good, but I know myself, I don't like older movies as much like that. Um, the Alfred H Hitchcock version, obviously, of Psycho. Not the Vince Vaughn version. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. It, it was an alright movie. I'm not, this isn't a movie review. But the point is, I've been listening to, like, new music and watching new movies. And it's almost because I'm so infatuated with the actual environment and everything that's going on 
it's kind of hard for me to completely focus on a movie or new music. So it's almost, it's not as entrancing as when I get really into a movie, unfortunately. Well, sometimes movies, even in this phase, movies have pulled me in. But like with music, you know, it's like I don't fully listen to the music because I got all this new stuff to think about. All like a new job, new people, where am I going to get groceries, all that sort of stuff. And so I, you know, I just throw on the music and it's almost background music, but you get to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Or like, oh, this is a good song or, you know, stuff like that. It's good for that period, at least for me. Um, maybe that's something you could look into for yourself as well, um, because I know everybody wants to get new content and try new things and stuff like that for the most part. So figure out a good time in your life where you realize that you're in a state where you are open to those ideas. Anyways, um, to let you know where I am, I did, did want to say like I'm in Collingswood, New Jersey, like, and it's good. I want to, I want to say I'm in Collingswood, New Jersey, and it's good. I'm happy. It feels good, which is weird. And it's not like I'm on cloud nine. Let me give you some context, right? Let's say March, April of last year, right? Pandemic has just hit. I'm in Kroger. Weezer has canceled Van Weezer. It is the pitfall of my entire life. I am in a bad place working on these essays that nobody should have to do online and all these projects and stuff. Fast forward, I released this episode, this checkpoint episode called Deal With It, where I think I released that one in July. And the Deal With It episode was interesting because, well, the checkpoint episodes are all cool to go back, at least for me, to see like the growth because the the first one started with COVID check-in um, and I was like kind of figuring out, I, I had this whole idea of getting to New York and doing this whole thing and like what was going to happen and getting into the real life or whatever. And then the, the, the next check-in to deal with it episode, I was on like a very small high, but that like high was like the first time I had gotten out of a low for the first time in forever. And I was getting into Deal With It, which is a great song. But it, it, it was like just that little spark of, of, of hopefulness got me like so excited. And it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, and that, that was really good. It, it, you know, I was still pretty low back then. But, you know, it, it was a good, okay, there's an up. There's an upswing coming on, you know. <laughs> uh, and then I did another Checkpoint episode while I was in Athens again for the billionth time in my life. This is one of the first times in my life that I haven't spawned in Athens, actually, which is cool. Spawning in Athens is always a weird place to spawn, but so I spawned in New Jersey today, this morning. It was awesome. But uh, yeah, the last check-in episode was kind of realizing the growth of my mindset that happened over the past year and year and a half before that, and being able to recognize those patterns, which Again, I, I referenced just a bit ago, but it, now, like, that is almost like a, a knee-jerk reaction for me to recognize these patterns now, which before it was, like, the first time of me recognizing this pattern. So it was like, so, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see that progression. Um, but, yeah, and, and so I had finally, like, through that whole time, like, even on that last check-in, I was in a happier place because... I wasn't doing my schoolwork anymore, but it was still kind of anxiety-filled and a little de depression here and there. But that's not the point. The point is, then I was signed up for this job in New Jersey, 
and it was like a for sure thing. Like the New York thing, I was pretty tentative on anyways, originally back in the day. But this New Jersey thing, it was like, dude, it's an offer. It's a real job. You know when it's a boring job that it's for sure like locked in because nobody's going to stop you from getting that boring job. They're like, oh, yeah, no, why would we, why would, why do we care? Yeah, you can have it. Nobody else wants that job, <laughs> which I'll get into in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so it was locked in and I was like, yo, this is about to be lit. I was finishing up my internship at the OUN. And I was still in Athens, and I was able to enjoy everything, and I met all these new people that were really cool. I was getting a lot of good podcasts, and actually, I personally think that's some of the golden age for my podcast era, but, like, I mean, I'm only not even two years in, so who knows, but that was a really good period for me, and I knew this, I was going to have this whole month coming up where this whole month I just had nothing to do because I was done with school. I wasn't going to have to make another college payment, sign up for classes, any of that stuff. Um, And I was going to go to New Jersey in the next month. And so basically the only task I had was to find a place to live. And, uh, you know, you deal with that as it comes. But uh, so I was over over that, that month period, it was weird because I was still riding the high. But I was also getting really bored being back at home just for a month. I mean, it's cool being home and seeing all your friends and being close with your friends and all that sort of stuff. But then you just get into the same routines. I've probably talked about this before, but you get into the same routines and like I wasn't even running or working out at all as much, you know, as not as much as I would have liked, but not even like a little bit. It was like barely a little bit. And I mean, that's always, you know, you want to feel productive. You want to feel like you're doing things. So, like, I, I don't even remember which podcast episodes came out in that era. But, you know, it's I'm not trying to discount any people that I've had on the podcast. But it just stood out to me that they weren't feeling as good. So, anyways, I come up to Athens. Or, no. Anyways, thank God I'm not back at Athens. But, anyways, I come up to New Jersey to find a place to live. And, dude, everything is like, yo, this is all new. This is this is crazy. This is, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Meeting all these cool people, doing all these cool things, starting this new job. Probably not going to be as cool, but we'll see. And it's like I'm here for two weeks before I even start the job. I meet all these cool people. I get settled into this new place. This new place is tight. I'm setting up my bed, my desk, everything, getting all that shit going. And then... Uh, yeah, and then Weezer finally announces that they're coming out with a new, new album that wasn't even announced ever before, and it's supposed to be, they recorded it at, like, Abbey Road, that's not, again, it's not the point of this whole thing, but the point is the hype behind this album for me is insane, and then I hit Last Thursday. Last Thursday, the single comes out. I've been at work for four days, and... Single's alright. I had a very terrible night's sleep waiting for that single. I wasn't even waiting for the single, but I woke up at like 2.30. I went to bed at like 11, woke up at 2.30, and the single was out. And I was like, well, like I couldn't get back to sleep. And I, you know, the, there's a point where when you know you can't get back to sleep, you're not going to get back to sleep. So you might as well just get up and do something. So I listened to it, and it was just extremely underwhelming. And I don't know... <laughs> why I was expecting Weezer to release a not Weezer song. Like, I was hoping it would release, like, a... I'm not saying it's not good. I like the song, okay? It's a good song, especially as a Weezer fan. But it's not different, you know? Not as, as different as I was hoping. Um, so it was 
I don't know, it was very sobering for me to have that shitty night's sleep and then to have like that high build up just kind of come back to reality. And I think that was like a good day for me to kind of realize, okay, this isn't, you know, I was on cloud nine for like the past few weeks, just being in this new place, meeting all these cool people. And now that was a very sobering moment for me to kind of come back and be like, okay, well, I still have a job. It's going to have different stressors. I'm still going to have a roommate that we're going to have disagreements on, you know, still going to have things that I don't like with music and movies and people and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't like this new place was going to be heaven, but I don't know. Sometimes you work it up in your mind. Not even that, you know, like I was on that gratitude kick where it's just, I was very thankful. It's not like I was thinking that things weren't going to come back down, but you know, you live so much. The point of life is to live in the present. And so I was very in the present during that gratitude era. And it was good. I really liked it. I don't regret being on cloud nine. But, you know, when, when reality smacks you in the face, it's like, oh, yeah, here it is. And so now here I am back into this this real life situation that I'm living in. And I'm cool with it. I mean, it's not like I came down back to depression and anxiety and back to zero, but I, um, yeah, definitely not up there anymore. So yeah, now I'm here and there's still like cool parts to this new reality that I'm in. It's the new adult life that we've all, I mean, in college, you're always prefaced with, yeah, you're doing all this to get to this point where you're going to work like a 40 hour a week job plus, well, I was in hospitality, so I was thinking I'm going to have to work like 60, 70 hours a week, basically, this whole thing, and you, so being here, you're actually in it, you're in that, okay, well, I don't have to do anything after work, technically, and I have this set schedule for the week, like, I know specifically that I'm going to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, so I can actually plan things around that, as opposed to being in college, where you're like, well, I have a class like at one hour this day, a couple hours the other day, probably going to hit the bars these days. Well, I don't know. Could happen. Who knows? I, you know, it's just very wishy-washy up until this point. And so now that I'm here, it's actually pretty cool to be able to be like, all right, so I'm going to work 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. with a lunch break. During my lunch break, I'm going to go get coffee or make coffee or make myself food. After work, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Right now, I still have to, I'm still in the training phases. And for the first three weeks of my job, I have to, uh, I have to like study after work and everything. So my routine hasn't fully been made quite yet and set in stone. But I mean, it's cool to even have that and know, like I said, after, after work, I get to work out and then I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to study again for a little bit more or something like that. Whereas after I'm done with all that stuff, I get to be like, all right, after work, I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to go to Philadelphia and do stand-up. Or I'm going to sit here, I'm going to write this script, I'm going to work on this, I'm going to, or I'm going to read this book for a certain amount of time. You know, it's, it's really cool because it's a reliable thing that you're going to be able to get to do. Like that's, that was what was so exciting about the real world to me. That was so enticing to not have all this responsibility that I feel like it just like the, the responsibility of college to, to get all your classes done, to know that you're always procrastinating, to, 
know that you're going to have like a midterm, you're going to have a final and you, and you're going to, you know, you also are like, well, I need to be making money too. So I need a part-time job. It's just a whole thing. And I'm, I'm so glad to be done with that. If you know me, you know that I was not a fan of college at all. And good for you if you are. Like, really, seriously. I wish I could have enjoyed it more, but, you know, that's me. So I'm glad to be up here. And there was one thing that I actually noticed. I had to go pick up a thing from FedEx before, and I was on the highway uh, in on, like, the turnpike in Philadelphia just to go pick up a FedEx thing during rush hour, which is extremely intense. I don't know if you know this or not. And it's intense in a way that I didn't realize. It was like, okay, all these cars are here. Everybody's trying to get home. It's fast paced, but then you get on the highway and it's slow, like, because nobody's moving. Cause there's so many people, everything kind of goes slower. You got to like, take your turns, get off on the exit, make sure you're close or speed up on the left kind of thing. You, you know how to drive. <laughs> I, I would hope so. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it was a very, you, you did feel almost like a, like an energy while you're out there. And it felt very, it was almost, and it wasn't sobering in the same way. But it was almost exciting to me because it was like, yo, all this energy is like, these are all adult people and they all assume that I'm another adult person as opposed to everybody looking at you as like a college kid or um, like a hometown kid or a townie or whatever. It's like all of these people are like coming home from work. Like I went to pick up my FedEx thing and there was another woman in there picking up her FedEx thing, and she's dressed in scrubs because she just got off work doing her scrub thing. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool, and this is a very, very hot take, but traffic, not that bad. Given that, A, the more the merrier, and B, most people don't like to talk to strangers, <laughs> then C, traffic is a pretty good situation to be in because... You're surrounded by all these people, again, who are going through the same thing, getting off of work, going somewhere, doing their, getting excited to do their thing that they do after work, because nobody likes work, but they like their free time. And so you're all in it together, sitting there, you get, you're in your own car with your own comfortable AC, temperature, whatever, if you have AC, I don't, but <laughs> you get to play your own music, your own podcast. Yeah, you have to sit around for a while in like a smoke-filled, gassy environment, which is kind of gross, but... You, you know, it's really kind of like a big connection thing. I don't know. It's, it's weird. If you ask somebody about what traffic feels like, I think they'll tell you probably not the same thing in, in such a positive light, but a, a similar thing with like the energy. You just kind of feel it, which is pretty cool. But yeah, so I, my job is uh, it's mortgage loan sales. And I say this joke all the time, but I think it's possibly the most boring combination of words you could throw together <laughs> from the perspective of anybody who's not interested in mortgages at all, which is most people, I would hope. Um, yeah, mortgage, loan, sales. It's just disgusting. But actually, actually, so the first three weeks, like I was telling you, is like me learning every thing that you need to know about this industry, which is also cool because it's a classroom setting. And all these college kids are going to school and paying for it. I can just sit, sit here on my asshole listening and learning all this stuff with only a three-week course. It's not a semester course. It's a three-week course to take this test, and then I get to start this job. And, yeah, it is mortgages, which is, again, probably. Really, it's just mortgages. Ugh. But they should rename 
mortgages because they're really not that boring. Like I said, it, it, I mean, it's there is a lot of dry stuff. But first of all, there was like the mortgage crisis, which happened like 10 years ago. Like I'm listening to this trainer. He's like, yeah, I actually had a friend who was affected by this. It was like there was this huge blowout of economy. And the, one of the biggest things that's ever happened, like a, there was a recession, the Great Recession. It was like, oh, and it, it happened within the last 10 years. So you get to see all the laws and everything created because of that thing that happened 10 years ago. And he's like, yeah, my friend was actually able to do this because of this. And, I, you know, it, he has direct references and he lived through it himself. And it's, I mean, we lived through it, but I wasn't really conscious for it. But to be that close to something that you're learning about is pretty cool. It's almost like if you're learning about, like, taking a history lesson and then being like, yeah, that happened while you were alive. It's like, yo, that's wild. Which I guess is kind of an interesting concept because as you get older, you don't take history classes anymore. But the kids actually taking history right now are probably learning about events that we're actually aware of. Like in 10 years, I'm not going to be taking a history class, but in 10 years, there's going to be a 12-year-old learning about coronavirus. Weird. Anyways, also... Mortgages, again, pretty wild. There's the primary market. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you a whole lesson on mortgages. I'm gonna just give you like a little snippet. But uh, what I think is cool is there's the primary market where it's you, you. There's this person, right? An individual. You have to specifically define this individual is looking to buy a loan for a house. This guy wants to buy a house, basically, right? And he goes to this one guy who's the loan officer, the salesperson of the mortgages. He's like, yo, I want to buy a house. And between them two, it's like, all right, here, take this loan. You qualify for it. Yeah, go ahead. Take the loan. That's the primary market. That's like, all right, cool. This guy, I just got to buy this loan and I got to buy this house. Dope. But what's crazy is there's an entire secondary market. There's like, so that guy buys that loan, right? And then that loan is bought by this company that has money it's like the lender, basically. They're like, yeah, here's this. I'm lending you this money. But the lender, so it's not even between the salesperson and the dude. The salesperson is the spokesperson for an entire process behind them, an entire company behind them that loans these monies. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do this for you. And they give them the loan, right? But then they... That, that loan is for 30 years down the line. They're not getting that money back for 30 years because it's a 30-year loan or 15-year loan or whatever you want to do. But it's a long time before they're going to get that money. So how are they going to loan anybody else money if they're not getting back that money real quick? You know what they do? There's these Freddie Mae and Fannie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac fellas who are government-sponsored enterprises that was made after the Great Depression that use capital to buy these, they buy them from the lenders. From the, They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll buy that loan from you. Here, yeah. And so what they do is they buy all these loans, and then they bundle up a bunch of loans that are saying there's riskier loans for people who don't have as good credit, and then there's solid loans for people who are in good financial situations, right? And they buy all these loans, any type of loan. It can be for any different type, poor people, rich people, bougie people, all this sort of stuff. They buy all these different types of loans. They bundle the ones that are similar together and then they open up like a stock on them they're called mortgage-backed securities and then then people can buy little bonds basically that they think they're government sponsored and just put money on 
mortgages that people are paying back in the moment, which is crazy. You could be somebody who's going to buy a house and you purchase a a mortgage and then you also put money towards a mortgage-backed security, you could have just a little share of your house. You could, I don't know. I think that whole thing is insane. Just the levels and layers because nobody actually has any of this money. It's weird. I, I don't know who owns what at this point, but I guess I'm still learning, right? Anyways, that was my little rundown of the mortgage loan process that I'm learning. And I definitely made it sound way more interesting than any of you would probably find interesting. So you're welcome for that. But that's what I thought was cool about it. So yeah, that's been pretty interesting. And like doing the whole Zoom meeting classroom style thing is new for me, which I think is pretty fun as well. Um, Not as cool as in class, like in person in class, but it's all right. But I still have been meeting some cool people. Um, I went to open up a bank account at PNC and uh, I met this guy who's a banker who I talked to him. He's like probably a couple years older than me, but he opened my bank account, but we were talking and he just kept asking questions, you know, just about me. He's a very curious fellow. And it's not like I push my podcasts or any of my creative endeavors on people, but he's like, yeah, so like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing this thing. He's like, yeah, so like, but what's the long-term thing? I'm like, well, you know, probably keep doing that and figure out where that goes, the mortgage thing. But I'm also trying to do stand-up. And he's like, oh, really? And he was like asking all these questions. Oh, you know, yeah, I love doing creative stuff like that. He was like talking about happy and happiness and like what makes him happy. And we talked for like an hour and a half just about random, like about life stuff. He's going to start journaling now. Like he showed me, uh, he, he asked me to send me the British rap song that I did. <laughs> And he, he listened to all this British rap that I told him, and he listened to the thing, and he said it was Flames. Of course it is Flames, check it out. But he also sent me back, like, his video that he did, which I didn't know he had. But, yeah, he, he had a song uh, uh, called, like, Fed Up by YPQ. You can probably look it up. Uh, shout out YPQ, Young Poppy Quincy. His name is Quincy. And he's just, like, a super cool guy. I was, like, a, a banker, just out of nowhere. And then I went to get my, my hair cut. Which was a fire haircut, by the way, by by a fellow by the name of, I don't know if you've heard of him, Jeffrey Money. Um, it's his legal name, his family name. He didn't switch his name. His family passed down the name Money as their last name. Jeffrey Money. And he was like, again, such a cool guy. He owns his own little barbershop. It's him and one other chair in there that he rents out to another dude. But it's his own, like, he has all these personality, like, portraits pictures, posters, all this cool, all the peas up on the wall and like a couch in there that he chills and he's trying to get like a studio set up in there and he was playing his music for me too and yeah when I left he was just like yeah man like come back anytime for a haircut but if you just want to chill too like come on like I want to hang out I'm like all right sweet so the people around here are just like super cool uh super open and I know not everybody's like that but I've been lucky to meet the ones that are cool uh so you know I'm just having a good time with all that, um, yeah, and I'm hoping to bring you some of these interesting characters soon, uh, as guests, which would be exciting, and, you know, I think that's what's important in that message is that, like, the, the sense of community, you know, going back to these barbers or going back to this guy as my banker is, like, that's the tie that, like, that's why they're my potential friends because I'm going to have to see them in the future anyways but also you I mean you can create your friend your own friends 
in that way doing something else. Like I go to this every Saturday now. I found them while I was staring at the Airbnb um, while I was trying to find a place here. But it's a small little like Jack's Donuts donuts and coffee place where they have like BLTs and all that sort of stuff. But it's a very small. You walk in, it's one big counter with seats at it. And I just found like there's a cool server woman that works there, Tasha. Natasha, she's like a feisty Latino woman, but she's cool. I like, I, I fuck, but, but she's cool. No, no, she is a cool, spicy Latino woman, and she serves a mean coffee and other stuff. But she really is cool, and uh, she was, she showed interest in me. Like, I, re- I came in with a book just originally because I wanted to go read somewhere, and she's like, oh, like, that's cool. What's that book? She asked me about it. And then the next time I came in, she was like, yeah, actually like look into it a little bit, you know? So she's engaged and, um, she was cool. So it kept me coming back while I was staying at the Airbnb. And now I just go there every Saturday and they all look forward to having me come there. And I mean, personally, it's one of my favorite parts of the week because I mean, I don't have a lot going on yet. Like I don't have, I haven't completely developed a community, but just going there, like one or two times during the week before and like now once a week now they're expecting me and they know me a little bit more each time and I think that's really important in developing some sort of sense of community especially in a new place like this Um, so I'm glad to to be able to do that for now and be able to develop these ideas and things while I'm in this place of transition so um I think I'm about finished up. I did want to run some ideas by my, you know, my soul listeners. Uh, I talked about it with a couple of my friends recently, but there's this thing called Patreon, uh, which I don't, I don't really know if I buy into the idea of it just because like, I hate asking you guys for money. Like I even did this whole t-shirt thing where I thought I was going to buy all these t-shirts, but I don't want to make people pay for t-shirts. It's a whole thing. But there's this thing called Patreon where you know, I still upload my podcasts on everything and promote it through Instagram or whatnot. But on Patreon, I could do extra little tidbits, and which I have kind of been getting into. I could do little poems or stories. Like the gratitude thing would be a good idea of something that I could do for people. You know, you can still follow me on Patreon and the podcast gets posted there. But also, you know, people who really like me and follow me on there are, are able to donate money to me in in some form that they think is respectable or that they want to, which I think would be cool because I honestly do pay $20 a month for this whole thing to keep it set up. And I mean, I do want to develop it even farther than where it's been. You know, I want to keep pursuing this as uh, not only a hobby, but something that maybe could be a a form of income. I don't know. I I really don't care about it like that. But if it could, if that's like the next stage of growth, then like that's where I want to be. So I kind of want to run that by you. You know, there's Q&As. I also had this idea for like a podcast as um, of like a book club thing. So, you know, I assign a book. I assign a book. But like, you know, I started out and I pick a book and then I have any of my followers like read it and listen to it. And then you know, record like a little five, ten minute thing about the book, like a review or just like your ideas or a lens you saw it through or kind of evaluate it however you want to. Send it into me and I clip all these things together and that's boom, like that's an episode right there. Um, I could do that like every month and get all these different people, like a, like a podcast book club thing, which would be weird, but it would also, you know, keep me reading and I think it would be a cool form of collaboration, which I think is um, probably the next form of where media is going, collaboration is a big thing with the development of technology and the human brain. 
Um, so yeah, let me know if you're listening to this, if you think that'd be something you'd be interested in, sort of, or don't. Uh, I might just start it and then see kind of what happens. But I'm just kind of thinking out loud with these ideas. Um, because either way, I'm going to have to get creative out here. Like like I said, I you know I don't have a lot of people that I know yet. I'm going to have to get creative with what I'm doing so I can keep making these episodes for y'all. And there is going to be some different content that I'm going to be having in these next few weeks for sure until I establish more of who I am out here. Uh, so, like, the gratitude episode was pretty different. So, I guess you can look forward to that for now. Look forward to me making moves, continuing. I'm not going to stop. thought about stopping. I'm not going to stop. I'm never going to stop. Like I said, I, with the interview with Thread Magazine, I'm going bef- to... I would... I wouldn't stop unless they had an AI developed that would continue my contact. So, uh, yeah, I I do always, as always, appreciate y'all listening to me. And if you have any suggestions or remarks or anything, please let me know. Anyways, thanks for listening. I love you. Hey, man. Okay, bye. Holy shit, there's no Weezer this week.